The Lucid Visual Collaboration Suite makes it simple to get work done as a team, anytime, anywhere. Join over 30 million users and 99% of the Fortune 500 to see and build the future with LucidChart and LucidSpark. It all comes down to effective collaboration and communication. Brainstorm, plan your strategy, and diagram the details to get your next project across the finish line faster. With Lucid, it's easier than ever to turn ideas into reality. Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hello, everyone. My name is Artem Fedurin. I'm a senior product manager at Amazon, and today I'll be talking about how to prioritize roadmap based on data. But before we jump in into roadmap prioritization, let's talk about what roadmap is and its goals. First of all, roadmap is a communication tool to, that helps uh, align stakeholders around the common goal. So if you have multiple stakeholders, uh, customers, uh, clients, roadmap helps them understand what you're working on and what your end goal is. Second, it helps to set uh, direction of the product development in accordance with the, the org goals. It should be closely tied to the vision and the goals of the organization. Uh, and as the result, it shouldn't be rigid, it should be flexible. It should rally around org priorities and can change based on the changing org priorities. And roadmap should never be uh, set in stone and uh, it should change as needed. And last but not the least, it should get customers excited, which means if you have customer support, uh, this, will, this support eventually will translate into a faster product adoption. So roadmap should get customers excited. Next, let's talk about roadmap uh, dependency on the product type. So there are different types of products and depending on what type of product you have, your, pro uh, your product roadmap will vary. So growth versus volume. As you know, all products go through a product life cycle. In the beginning, when the product is in a growth stage, the roadmap uh, should focus on growing uh, the user base, growing adoption, etc. So think about a social app. Uh, in the beginning, uh, any social app focuses on features to increase the customer base. And as the uh, app becomes bigger, they start focusing on monetization and increasing value uh, to shareholders. The second type of product uh, is B2B versus B2C. So B2B is business to business. And uh, an example of B2B product could be a CRM app by uh, Salesforce, for example. In those cases, the product uh, manager prioritizes the roadmap based on the use cases of a smaller set of larger clients who are uh, companies, other businesses. That's why it's B2B. And B2C is a business to consumer. So uh, an example of B2C is Netflix or Google Maps, something that you use as a consumer every day. And for B2C products, uh, there is a much larger customer base. So think about uh, Facebook, it has billions of customers. And, based, uh, and the roadmap should focus on customer groups or, co or cohorts, customer cohorts with uh, similar goals or similar needs. The third type of products could be internal versus external. So internal products uh, are 
products uh, that are built inside the organizations. So as companies grow, they might need uh, internal products. For example, many large tech companies have their own um, products for HR, for accounting, for operations. So those, those products would have a smaller user base and might focus on things like process automation and optimization or efficiency improvement. And external products, these are products built for external customers and uh, organizations and uh, focus on driving revenue and increasing usage and engagement. Often all of these three uh, product types can overlap. And as the companies grow, the companies change, they move from one category to another. And for example, in the beginning, Facebook was purely growth B2C external product. However, as the company grew, they became a value product uh, focusing not only on B2C, but also on B2B segment. And additionally, the Facebook app is used internally for internal communication, document sharing, etc. So it has both internal and external elements. So as you can see, Facebook spans across all of these three categories. The next question is where do future ideas come from? And there are uh, plenty of sources and depending on the product type uh, described earlier, uh, the sources might include the following. It could be a PM vision, also how the PM thinks about the product, how he envisions the product should work in the future. Second is customer requests. Uh, this could be done through feedback mechanisms uh, built into the app, or it could be done through uh, feedback provided by customers if it's a B2B product directly to, to the development team or to the product manager. Partner requests, often uh, used by B2B teams and internal products. Sales requests, so sales requests would be uh, an example where you have a, a team of salespeople, they call different partners trying to sell your product and some of those partners or customers can provide feedback. So that would be a sales request feedback. Customer support requests, when customer call uh, your support team or customer support team uh, complaining about something not working or wishing to have additional functionality, that's where you get the customer support requests uh, and ideas from customer support. Competitor features, if your competitor is building something, you might also consider adding it to your roadmap. And the leadership requests, ideally they should align with the product vision, but also can include more strategic requests in organizations that have more than one product. Okay, now uh, let's talk about what is pro uh, roadmap prioritization and why it matters. We talk about different types of products and roadmaps, and um, now it's time to start talking about uh, the prioritization. Prioritization is done by a product manager and is needed to define which features to build and which ones not to build. And uh, interestingly enough, the most difficult part is often time to say, no to features because many features might have value to a customer, but the value um, might be different. And that's where prioritization comes into the game. Uh, so uh, product manager needs to decide which features to build, which features to keep in the backlog, and which features not to build. And within those features that PM decides to build, the product manager needs to decide which features to build first and which features can be built last. Now uh, let's talk about why prioritization matters. Well, first of all, it's uh, because of limited resources. Every organization has limited resources. Even companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, you name it, they all have limited resources 
because uh, because of the very large number of ideas that all these companies have. And so uh, this means that development hours are limited. So limited resources in case of uh, tech products is uh, limited development hours. And uh, it becomes very important to optimize the return on the resources that the work invests on. Second, uh, Different features have different value to customers. So some features are crucial for the product adoption, while other features are just nice to have features. And third, uh, given the limited resources and different value to customers, products that have better prioritized features will get uh, a better traction with customers and can get uh, a competitive advantage if they release more important features earlier to the market. Now let's talk about uh, the prioritization frameworks uh, that are used by product managers in tech companies. And today I'll cover some of them. Uh, there are simple and more sophisticated prioritization frameworks that exist in the uh, industry. Now I'll talk about some of them, not all of them. By no means, this is an exhaustive list of frameworks and uh, this list should give you a good understanding of how features can be prioritized and then you can Use them, adjust them for your needs as needed. Okay, the first framework I'm going to talk about, which is a, a relatively simple framework called MASCO. MASCO is an abbreviation of feature categories that are used to describe the uh, relative value of a feature to the user. So the categories include the following. Must have, should have, could have, and won't have. You can see the uh, the first letters of those categories form the word Moscow. And using this prioritization, the PM collects feedback from users, uh, partners, sales, etc., on uh, about the relative value of all uh, features on the roadmap and decides which features to put in which category buckets. And usually an MVP will be released with uh, all the must-have features and should have features would be released as a fast follow to the must have features. And uh, could have features might be released later in the product uh, life cycle and won't have features will not be developed. So for example, uh, here's uh, an example of a prioritization for an internet video service. So imagine you're working on a product, something like Netflix, and uh, you might have the following features in your backlog. So first would be, uh, watch movies, so customers should be able to watch movies on your video player, and then uh, customers should be able to search movies in your app. Customers want to be able to rank movies, and customers want to have multiple profiles. So how do you prioritize these features using the Moscow framework? Well, you would put them in, in, in the different buckets. So watch movies is probably must-have, so you cannot release a video uh, service uh, without functionality enabling users to watch movies. And, uh, the same is uh, true about search movies. So if you have Netflix and you cannot search movies, it's not a great experience. You will have to scroll through thousands of movies to find something to watch. So uh, uh, rank movies on the other side, it's uh, more optional for MVP or minimum viable product at least. And uh, you can put it in the should have, or maybe even could have category. And then um, the ability to create multiple profiles, not very crucial for the first version of the product, 
So you could put it in the could have category. So you can see based on this prioritization, uh, you'll assign priorities depending on which buckets this movies belong to. Again, this is very simple, pretty subjective uh, framework and usually used for fast prioritization. Next one is a little bit more sophisticated prioritization framework called desirability, feasibility, and viability. So desirability criteria is meant to answer do customers want this feature and do competitor uh, products have or competitors building this feature. And so this is a customer focused uh, criteria that you want to take into account when prioritizing uh, features on your roadmap. Next one is feasibility. So feasibility criteria helps answer questions like, can we build this feature? Do we have technical expertise to build this feature? And uh, it's a company focused uh, feature. Third one is viability and it focuses on a business side of the feature and is meant to answer, answer questions like, can we make money of this feature or will it generate the desired outcome for us? And this is a business focused criteria. And using this framework, product manager assigns each feature on the roadmap scores for desirability, feasibility, and viability, and uses the sum of these scores to rank the features. So you can see these three overlapping uh, circles and a VN diagram. And ideally, uh, your product should be somewhere in the middle uh, on the intersection of all of these three circles then it means it meets all the criteria for desirability, viability, and feasibility. So for example, as a product manager for a music service, for example, Spotify or Pandora, something like this, you could use this framework to prioritize features on your roadmap. So for example, let's say you have three features that you want to prioritize. First one is search songs, Second one is shuffle songs. And third one is see all artists albums. And uh, for search songs, you can say that uh, it's very desirable by customers. Again, having Spotify without search would be not an ideal experience. In terms of feasibility, you can say uh, it's also three uh, on a scale zero to three. For example, you can say it's also three because uh, our team is building Spotify. so. Presumably, we should have engineers who can build the search functionality because it's not something unusual these days. So viability is also three because uh, if our competitors have this feature and we don't, probably we can lose uh, customers to, to the competitors. So if we build this feature, uh, we'll have more customers. So uh, it's good for business. And so by adding all these three uh, scores for desirability, feasibility, and viability, you get the priority score. So in this case, your priority score is nine. You go through the same exercise for shuffle songs, see all artists albums, and you get uh, the sum of eight and seven, and that's how you rank the features. So search songs will be ranked the highest, then goes shuffle songs, and, and the third is see all artists albums feature. Now we can move to the next one. So ROI, return on investment, probably many of you have heard about this one. And uh, using this framework, product manager needs to assign the return and investment value to each feature on the roadmap. 
so return is a revenue or other kind of benefit. Uh, return could be revenue for external products, but also could be time savings, for example, or cost reduction for internal products if the product is focused on process automation. And investment in this case is uh, development resources, which include uh, the cost of uh, developer working on, on the feature and also any additional services that might be required for this feature, for example, additional cloud computing services. So um, using this uh, feature, product manager assigns dollar values to each feature and dollar values for return and dollar values for investment. For example, you could use uh, this uh, same prioritization framework to rank the features for internet music service such as Spotify. So for example, you wanna prioritize features uh, on the roadmap and you have a feature search songs. Uh, so how do you estimate the revenue or dollar value for the revenue? Well, you can do either financial modeling, focus on, for example, increasing number of paying customers thanks to the new feature. So if you can estimate how many new customers you can get from building this new feature and how much revenue you can generate per customer per year, then you can calculate projected annual revenue. In some cases, you might want to use uh, some statistical analysis such as conjoint analysis, which is based on the customer survey and uh, it assigns different values to different features based on the customer willingness to pay. Whichever method you use, you assign the projected revenue to your feature. Then uh, you estimate the def effort and you assign the dollar value to that too by just multiplying the number of uh, def hours needed to build this feature by the cost of uh, an hour, a def hour in your company. And then you add any other costs uh, associated with uh, building this feature. Again, this could be cloud computing service, for example, or new servers, or any additional equipment needed to build this feature, etc. And to calculate ROI, you simply take uh, the projected revenue and divide it by the sum of all your costs. Uh, and in this case, for example, the ROI for search songs will be 200,000 over 60,000 in cost, minus one, and uh, that gives you the ROI of 233%. And you do the same calculation for other features on your roadmap, for shuffling songs, for CEO artist albums, and depending on the ROI you run. So you can see that using this uh, prioritization framework, search songs uh, will be ranked the highest, CEO artist albums will be ranked the second, and shuffle songs will be ranked the third. And uh, a variation of a classic ROI formula is an ROI scorecard. So this is an alternative to ROI model based on dollar values. And here, using this uh, uh, framework, uh, you estimate uh, relative value of the benefits and the relative value of uh, cost of all features. So benefits are tied to the company goals, and relative value is assigned depending on how the particular feature will impact the goal. And the uh, numbers can be both positive and negative. And so negative numbers would mean that the feature negatively impacts the goal. For example, consider uh, a grocery delivery st uh, startup like Instacart. So for those of you who don't know what Instacart is, Instacart, it's a delivery startup. It doesn't own its uh, stores, but instead offers grocery delivery from other grocery chains such as Costco, Safeway, etc. 
And so as a product manager on Instacart, you could use this prioritization framework to prioritize uh, these three features. So features would be offered to our delivery, add wish list and add items after uh, placing an order. Let's say you want, uh, your customers want to be able to add more items after they've placed their first order to, to the cart. So uh, how, how, do, how would you run the prioritization in this case? Uh, so uh, first you uh, create a columns for your goals, for what your company or for what your organization wants to drive. So let's say in this case, uh, your goals include increasing number of customers, increasing average check and increasing profit. And so your cost will be def effort. So let's consider uh, an example of offering to our delivery. So let's say we build this feature into our to our delivery. Most probably the number of customers will go up because anyone would love this feature. However, as you build this feature, customers will be willing to place orders more often because now they don't need to build a bigger car. They can place an order. It will be at their door in two hours. So it requires less planning on the customer side. So most probably the average check will go down. And that's why you might want to put minus two in this case, which means it will negatively impact your average check goal. And uh, the same is true for uh, profit uh, because uh, once you build this to our delivery feature, there will be a smaller check per delivery, which means your cost per delivery will be higher uh, as a rel relative to your revenue per delivery which means your total profit will go down. Essentially, your cost will increase as you will need to do more deliveries because customers will start ordering more often, but the revenue might be might stay the same and not grow with the number of deliveries. So that's why you, you would put negative number for profit. And your dev effort, it should be pretty easy to add this functionality to your app. Um, uh, and then you calculate the score by just summing up all the benefits and dividing it by the def effort. So uh, in the case of offer to our delivery, it will be five minus two minus two, which gives you one. One over one uh, scores you one. So you can go through the same exercise for wish list and add items after placing an order. So for example, add items after placing an order. Uh, again, uh, it, this feature might be very desired by customers. It will probably increase every check because the customers will tend to add more items uh, once they've created a basket. So let's say I've added five items to my basket and then I realize that I need uh, milk or I need uh, sugar. I can go and add it without waiting for the next delivery, etc. So most probably every check will go up uh, because of that profit might, might go up as well. It could be a, a little bit more difficult to build than to our delivery. Uh, so I put three here and now it gives me the score of 2.7. Again, it's three plus three plus two, which gives you eight, eight over three is 2.7. And you do the same for the wish list, and you rank uh, the features based on um, the total score. So this is, uh, again, this is a, a more sophisticated way to compare features on your roadmap uh, and it's called ROI scorecard. Okay, so I've covered some of the main prioritization frameworks that are common in the tech industry today and different PMs might have different variations of these frameworks, but hopefully this presentation gave you a good understanding of how roadmaps are used. 
how features are collected by PMs and how different prioritization frameworks are used to prioritize features. And uh, good luck in your product management careers and thank you for your time. The Lucid Visual Collaboration Suite makes it simple to get work done as a team, anytime, anywhere. Join over 30 million users and 99% of the Fortune 500 to see and build the future with LucidChart and LucidSpark. It all comes down to effective collaboration and communication. Brainstorm, plan your strategy, and diagram the details to get your next project across the finish line faster. With Lucid, it's easier than ever to turn ideas into reality. Thank you for listening to The Product Podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.